I believe that you know, a people who, whose life is transformed by the Holy Spirit is the best vessel for God's work in, in, even in the missions. That's a young man named Luke Chang, and this is Until All Have Heard, a glimpse of the ministry of the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepherd. We're going to meet Luke today as Ed Cannon, our president, sat down to talk with him and introduce him to all of you. Luke is a young man, a recent graduate of Dallas Seminary, who is joining our staff in transition. Eventually, he'll become the U.S. Director for Chinese Ministries. So let's get to know this newest staff member, the Far East Broadcasting Company. Here to introduce him is Ed Cannon. Well, today I have the privilege of sitting across the desk with uh, my new dear friend, collaborator in the work of Jesus Christ, and uh, FEBC employee, Luke Chang. Welcome, Luke. Great to be with you today. Good to see you, um, Ed. Yeah, Luke, uh, you and your wife, Joy, have had sort of a lot of experience uh, understanding and knowing about Far East Broadcasting, uh, and, and, and currently you're just finishing up your Theological Masters at Dallas Theological Seminary, is that yes, right? Yes, I just finished my last class, so technically I'm done. Yeah. And you've have you yet moved from Dallas here to the local Southern California area? Yes, so we just uh, moved my whole family from um, Dallas to LA uh, last December. Mm. So my kids are really missing their life in Dallas, but mm. they're excited about the opportunities here too. Mm. So you were at Dallas for how many years completing your Masters there? So I studied like four years at part-time, and uh, three years ago, uh, I moved to Dallas to finish up my degree. So we spent a little bit more than three years as a full-time. So and, four years as a part-time and yes. three years as a full-time in Dallas to get a master's degree in theology. Is that right? Yes, that's a master of theology. DTS uh, believe that pastors should have more trainings on Bible theology, mm. so we only offer a massive uh, theology degree, which is like 120 credit hours. Mm. So that's quite long. Well, I can't go into great detail on this podcast, but I can assure you that Luke has forgotten more about the Bible than I will ever know. And so I think four years of part-time study, three years of full-time study to get a master's degree really speaks volumes to not only Dallas's thorough uh, educational style, but Luke's commitment to God's Word. Yes, I uh, ever since I become a believer, I really like reading God's Word. Mm. So I joined D- uh, Dallas Hill Seminary because uh, DTS really emphasized on the, uh, uh, on the Bible. So, I mean, the curriculum teaches every mm. book of the Bible. Mm. And then even for the theologic, theological training, we emphasize so much on, you know, getting the uh, theology out of the text. Mm. That's why I choose DTS. Mm. Mm. Well, you mentioned before you became a believer, and I want to hear a little bit about the story of how you became a believer. But let's first say, what were you doing before you went to Dallas when you were the part-time student at Dallas? Where were you and what were you doing at that time? Oh, um, after I finished my, uh, you know, engineering, uh, no, my school at uh, Canada. So I moved to Seattle to work as an engineer. So mm. first I worked for a couple of years as the uh, uh, for Microsoft. And then I, uh, at that point, I started to attend DTS. So along the, in the four years I was uh, studying part-time, I was a, a full-time engineer, a software mm. engineer. Mm. For Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft and Amazon. And Amazon. Yeah. Well, okay, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> we have opened up here. But you mentioned your schooling in Canada. Where did you go to school and what did you study? I... Uh, 
I went to Canada in 1998, first as a uh, graduate study in chemical engineering. So pretty much the same background as yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. So I studied chemical engineering, the major in like automatic control. But I feel like I like computer most, more, uh, better than anything else. So I switched to uh, computer engineering and uh, studied my master's degree and a PhD. So I have a long history of studying schools. <laughs> So uh, I have a deep appreciation for how difficult it is to be a chemical engineer. Uh, my degree is a master's of science in chemical engineering. But Luke not only was capable of um, navigating the waters of chemical engineering master's level training, but now he just decided he wants to be a computer engineer and not only completed master's but Ph.D., yeah, it's God's help. It's it's really difficult <laughs> at the first beginning, you know, it's yeah. different computer field, but you know, with God's help I was able to finish my my degree. Especially I was really I'm very thankful because the last 2 years I was working full-time uh at the uh at the Microsoft and also doing part-time on my PhD. It's just complete God's like grace so that I can finish it. Uh yeah. when yeah. I look back, I'm uh, thankful. <laughs> Yeah, there's no place that they teach humility. This is a gift of God, which is part of the fruits of the Spirit, which is so evident in Luke's life. We can't get into all the details, but I can assure those of you who are listening that this is clear in in who he is. But what was your job at Amazon when you left and went full-time to Dallas Theological Center? So I... I worked for three years for Amazon as a software engineer. So mm-hmm. I worked for the infrastructure team. So basically our team managed the, uh, provide software and services to manage the whole data center of uh, mm-hmm. um, Amazon, which mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah. Uh, I cannot give you too much details, but it's kind of a, a vast amount of like uh, inf- computers out there. How many customers do you think Amazon has worldwide? Do you have any idea? I'm not so sure about that. Uh, well, I mean, you can imagine like how many people are using Amazon service in yeah. here US. Yeah. It's, it's tremendous. Um yeah. Certainly during the this COVID time, I yes. I look out my front door and and I just said to my wife the other day, on a random sampling of looking out the front door of my home, it's unusual if I don't see an Amazon truck. Driving down the street to deliver something to someone, products, food, it, it, everything, right? Yeah, yeah, it's part of a life already. Yeah. I mean, they're also they're still improving a lot of uh, delivery service. They're going to probably use a drone in the future to do that. So you can see the development there. I and, was very excited about engineering stuff even now. <laughs> yeah. So you were deeply involved with that unbelievable movement of technology yes. and Amazon, and then. Yeah. Uh, you just up and decided to quit that and leave that and go full-time to Dallas Theological Seminary. Tell me, what inspired you to do such a thing? Well, even after uh, uh, I became a believer, long, time, long before I became an engineer, um, I was called by God. I remember one time I, I prayed to God all the time when I was, after I became a believer. So one night I... I pray for my the salvation of my parents. I was so deeply touched by God's grace and love. So I commit myself and I say to God, Lord, if you save my parents, I will do whatever you call me to do. So that's a starting point of my my calling. And then that will never disappear from my heart. Mm. So over the years, even after that, I gradually, uh, you know, finished my uh, PhD and work. Uh, that calling, you know, is, 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 was in my heart all the time. Um, I, I knew that it's God's uh, help. I can finish um, 
my PhD and then also work for find a job and work over the years. So so when I, when I feel the call from God to quit the job, I didn't hesitate because I mean everything is given by the Lord. Hmm. So right now God gave me a chance to study as a student and uh, you know work as an engineer. But hmm. now God hmm. called me to kind of switch hmm. my hmm. you know switch direction to be a to serve Him. So hmm. just. Uh, it's very natural for me. Just mm. uh, it just put it down my uh, career. Mm. But even now, when I serve in FEBC, all the trainings I had, experience I had in with my uh, you know work is still very helpful for FEBC. If you look at the FEBC work today, yeah, yeah. I can appreciate that very much. Having served in an oil company for twenty five years <laughs> and having worked at Moody Bible Institute for ten years. And I look back at all that experience and think, how in the world have I showed up here at FEBC? But it is clear to me daily mm-hmm. that God prepares us for the things He's called us to do. And yeah, exactly. we're very, very grateful to have you here, Luke. You know, you were telling me just yesterday a little bit about completing your master's study there at Dallas and the final paper that you wrote. Uh, mm-hmm. Why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about what the subject matter of that paper was? Well, I mean, discipleship has been my heart for uh, for a long time. So in my last paper, I decided to write kind of more like a practical paper about discipleship. Um, I mean, if you look at the uh, uh, Christians across the globe, we see a lot of people who has been, you know, uh, been born uh, into church over the years and uh, have been preaching for many, many years, but never see any evidence of life change, uh, transformation from, their, from, from them. And all at the same time, you can see the you know um, kind of de- deterioration of the uh, influence of Christians in the world, mm. which sometimes like break my heart. Um, so that's kind of my passion is always to see how we can help people to um, to transform their life, um, not just stay as a baby Christian for the rest of their life. Mm. I believe that you know a people who whose life is transformed by by the Holy Spirit is the best, you know, vessel for God's work in, in, even in the missions. Mm. So so I wrote this paper about like why do we see what I call like deficiency in the uh, discipleship in churches. So my observation that I, is a two. One is about the teaching about the gospel and also, also the Christian life. Mm. It's, I feel like it's an imbalanced teaching some, uh, somehow. Secondly, it's about, you know, the uh, the way we do discipleship um, in churches, some, uh, the, the method we do is, is also uh, not so efficient. Mm-hmm. That's kind of two major causes of that. Mm-hmm. Do you see that there's an opportunity now that you're here with FEBC to integrate that thinking into the way we impact our listeners through radio and the kinds of programs that we're producing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you look at the uh, great commission by Christ. It's just always like making disciples among the nations. So making disciples is a main job, uh, main task given the Lord to the churches. And also, I think it's. I believe this is also the uh, the main task given by uh, to every believers. I mean, if you look at the the uh, the New Testament, look at the the message by Christ. Anytime Christ um, call people, they always say, "Come follow me." So mm-hmm. you can see that following Christ is a major image used in the gospel to describe. Uh, believers, I mean, Christ also called people. Whenever you, uh, whoever wants to follow Christ, you have to carry a cross for him daily. 
Mm-hmm. So which means that mm-hmm. the the image you see uh, in the New Testament to describe uh, believers is always mm-hmm. a, a person who follow Christ, um, you know, counting the cost, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. follow example, his teaching. Mm-hmm. So that's I think that should be the image we have mm-hmm. every believer. If you become a believer, not not just means that you receive salvation from the Lord, you receive blessing from God. You also have to follow him um, daily uh, to follow his teaching, follow his life examples. Yeah, Yeah, I love that about Luke. And we have not rehearsed this conversation, but my favorite verses uh, show up in Matthew and Mark and Luke, where Christ said, if you would be my disciple, you'll deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. And those are not the kind of messages that show up in Hallmark greeting cards, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. denying yourself and picking up your cross are not easy messages to convey. But yet, that's what our Lord said, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the very from the very beginning, like in uh, in Genesis, where God calls uh, create human beings. I mean, there. I mean, definitely, God loved them. You know, want to bless them, but on the same time. I mean, he's our creator. He, I mean, we depend on him. We are, we, mm-hmm. we are responsible mm-hmm. to him. And then if you look at the sin, uh, the very definition of sin actually is the uh, deliberate rebellion, mm-hmm. rebellion against God. Mm-hmm. So that's the, fun, uh, the, I mean, the, the core of sin. I mean, mm-hmm. all the other sinful natures kind of flow out of it. Yeah. So when you look at the salvation, uh, it's God dealing with human heart, the, the total depravity. And the faith actually is about re- also, the other part is the repentance, right? We admit that God, we we are wrong. You rebel against you. We want to turn away from our past and uh, turn to you. So, if you look at all the essence of gospel, you can clearly see that you know uh, that's why self denial is so important. Because self denial means that we admit that we are wrong. Um, we want to follow Christ, deny our ambition, our sinful nature, and follow mm. Christ. Mm. So, but. If you look at the uh, teachings, uh, but that's not a, our. Sometimes the teaching does emphasize a lot on that mm, area. Mm, mm. We emphasize so much on the blessings, mm. you know, the peace, and but we less about you know how do we deny ourselves and follow Christ. Mm, mm. I feel that we should uh, teach more on this area. Yeah. Well, I'm just resonating so much with what you're saying. I'm also aware, Luke, that we've spent a lot of time on this podcast. And there's so many more things I'd like to chat with you about. Would would you agree to come back for another podcast? Maybe there's a lot more I want to ask you about that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. Would that be okay? Sure. Yeah, I'd right. love to. Stay tuned for our next podcast, which will be the continuation of the conversation with Luke and I. And we'll talk a little bit about how this unbelievable faith that he's got and dedication to the Lord's work and commitment to discipleship will play a role in how Luke uh, serves here at the Far East Broadcasting Company. Ed Cannon, president of FEBC, talking with Luke Chang, who is in transition, becoming the U.S. Director for Chinese Ministry. We're very excited to have Luke on staff now. You can hear his heart for the gospel. And I hope you'll pray for this young man as he takes on this responsibility. Pray for him and his family. And we're so grateful to James Wong, who will be transitioning out as a retiring director of U.S.-China Ministries. 
Well, thanks for listening. Ed and I will be back next time with another behind-the-scenes look at the Far East Broadcasting Company. In the meantime, be sure to pass the word around to your friends and neighbors that this podcast exists. We'd love to tell everyone we can about the Far East Broadcasting Company and what God is doing through this ministry. Of course, you can learn a lot about us on our website, febc.org. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and many other podcast platforms. Special thank you to Jonathan Ortiz for his assistance, and of course, our producers, Joe Carlson. I'm Wade Shepard. Thanks for listening. Leave your reviews at Apple Podcasts for Until All Have Heard, a production of the Far East Broadcasting Company.